Welcome to 12 Days of Marketing, where we share 12 special topics to help your business start the new year right. And now, your co-hosts of 12 Days of Marketing, Matt Halloran and Kirk Lowe. Hello and welcome to another Top Advisor Marketing Podcast. This is our third year of doing something called the 12 Days of Marketing, where Kirk and I are going to break down a whole bunch of great topics in hopefully about 12 minutes or less, and we're going to dive into topic number one today, which is a huge component of what we do and who we are here at Top Advisor Marketing, which is micro-influencer. Kirk, I would like for you to start us off with an operational definition of what a micro-influencer is. Yeah, so a micro-influencer. Well, let me give you a, a little background about why we felt compelled to coin the phrase. And that's because the idea of in, becoming an influencer seemed out of reach or out of touch for, for most uh, financial advisors and even a lot of financial companies and, other, and, and many other professions, right? Because it, you know, trying to be, get to the level of Tony Robbins, as an example, just feels, for so many people, unattainable. And for most people, that may be true because of his dedication, blah, 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 all that stuff. But anyway, so what, but the idea or the concept of having influence is really what marketing has become when it's critical. So what we've done is we've redefined influencer in terms that people can identify with, which we've coined micro-influence. Yeah. So micro-influence is a, an advisor, professional, or a company who owns a specific expertise with a specific audience in a specific region. That is absolutely achievable. And that is great marketing if you can work towards that. Well, and I like that you say that's great marketing because what, what, you know, our team has really truly created here is actual good marketing. I mean, we've just broken it down to, you know, some very specific steps that are bite-sized and that, that our clients uh, can implement within their practice. So let, let's talk about why, though. Why is good marketing, this micro-influencer idea, such a good idea? Well, to start, just to make sure everybody understands that micro-influence isn't, uh, we, don't own, we don't own the idea. It's just marketing, right? So what we're going to give you today is, isn't pitching how you know, we work. It's, I'm going to give you a framework for how you can understand this as a strategy and and put tactics inside of the micro-influencer shell or strategy that we're, are going to work for you. And they don't have to be things that you need to rely on other people to do. You can do them yourself. Um, for most advisors, that's not the way they want to run their business, but we'll get into that in one of our other days, actually. I think day three, we talked about that. Anyhow, micro-influence, why, why is micro-influencer something that you should think about? Well, it's kind of like why, why would you consider marketing? But this is a specific type of marketing. Right. So the first one is that if you think about how marketing evolves uh, or has evolved when we started doing websites, is people would put copy on there that said, you know, I'm a great advisor. This is this is our approach. This is what we do. This is how we work with, and this is why those people should care about the stuff that we're doing or accomplishing or overcoming these challenges and these mistakes, whatever it happens to be. The thing is, is that was great. You know, I have some nice pictures, blah blah blah. But the truth is, is that there's no credibility there. It's just you saying, I'm great. And most brochures, that's all they ever do. That's why when brochures still have a role in these days, there's, I'm not sure I would call them brochures, but they have a role in that they tee up what you do, why you do it, and who you do it for. But they don't 
create credibility. And microinfluence is about sharing your expertise. So if you can share your expertise on a consistent basis and put it out into the world, that creates a lot of credibility, mm-hmm. instant and deep credibility. Right. So if you have a white paper, maybe a video channel, uh, and you're educating people, sharing your expertise, that's what that means. Uh, not selling, but sharing your expertise, those are go huge, um, have huge impact on creating that credibility. When you create that credibility, what you're doing is you're building trust and you're building relationships, right? It, those don't just happen across the boardroom table or on the phone anymore. Mm-hmm. They happen online without you even there. So if you don't have a mechanism in your marketing to, that's building a relationship and trust while you're not there, you're way behind. Yeah. You're behind. And that's most financial advisors. That's a lot of companies right now. And that's why content marketing, thought leadership marketing, micro-influence, how we've coined it, is making a huge impact. Well, let's so talk about how there you need to get there. Right. Well, let's talk about how this actually, you know, and not that all of that is great, but you know, our our clients want to make money. Uh, how does this approach really help people make money? Well, if you can consistently implement a micro-influencer strategy, and we'll get into some of the components here in a couple minutes, but it'll help you be top of mind, which is obviously really important. Uh, it'll help you expand your ideal audience because people, when you share your expertise, you, you, what you're really doing is you're showcasing that you know a specific audience and you have a specific expertise, and that attracts the kind of people that you want to work with. That scares a lot of advisors because they actually think that they still need to be open to working with somebody who's not perfect because they it's money. But the truth is, is when you are dialed in, you'll attract way more of the people you want to work with and less of and you'll be happy. There's so many wonderful things that happen. It's not something advisors need to be scared of. We talked about that. We've talked about that many times in podcasts, but if you look up niche marketing, top advisor marketing podcast, niche marketing, you'll find those episodes. So it also inspires referrals. So just think about how many clients, centers of influence, prospects, uh, family members, friends, whatever it happens to be, you know, think of how much more um, referable you are when they know they can direct somebody to where you share your expertise, Mm -hmm. whether it's a blog, a podcast, video channel, whatever it happens to be, radio superstar, or just somebody doing a really quiet local radio, whatever it happens to be. We, you know, we already know what our preferences are. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're on it right now. So inspiring referrals is huge. Because so many advisors live and breathe by referrals and they always struggle with, I don't know how to get more. And they go to a referral coach and they say, here's a bunch of tactics, here's a bunch of scripts, here's a bunch of emails, here's some, you know, how you create like a, make it like a, you know, gamify referrals. And they have all these ideas. Mm-hmm. And the truth is, is how, how about just not, how about just focus on being really interesting and make it easy for people to understand, you know, how smart you are. Well, and not and only that. Yeah. Not only that, but if they actually follow uh, the, the the system we've created, you're going to deepen those relationships, inspire referrals, and keep top of mind with those centers of influence because interviewing those centers of influence is actually part of how you are a micro-influencer. Yeah, like there's there's a lot of – when referrals aren't going the way you think they ought to, the first thing you should be doing is becoming more referable. The yep. second thing you should be doing is find a way to get your name out there more. But the first thing is being more referable. Starters, look inside, look at your business, your model, your approach, the value you provide, the fees you charge, all that stuff. Make sure you get that dialed in. Yeah. We can't help you with that, but you need to be dialed in there. The second one is, is are, are you marketing? Are you trying to be, are you working on becoming a micro-influencer? Are you setting the table? Are you being a thought leader? 
Are you someone that they that, that attracts people because of how you share? That's the second thing. And then the third thing is, okay, I've got all these wonderful things happening, a great foundation. Now I want to make sure people are talking about me. And the best way to do, I'll share some ideas on how to do that when I get into some tactics here in a second. So inspiring referrals is huge. The last note about why you want to focus on becoming a micro-influencer is because the cost, time, and results efficiencies. So if you can find tactics that complement each other and are synergistic, you're going to save time, you're going to save money, and you're going to get better results. And you're going to save focus. You're going to save employee time. You know, and, and I think one of the things that a lot of people don't pay attention to when it comes to podcasting specifically or utilizing blogging or radio or video is it allows you to continually practice and hone your message, right? When you're talking about who you are and what makes you unique and different every single solitary month or twice a month, it's amazing how you will find, oh my gosh, I said that in a way that I hadn't said it previously, and I think that's going to resonate that much more. Now, now we have a, a few minutes left. Let's talk about tactics because we want to make sure everybody walks away with great opportunities to implement this in so that they can become a micro-influencer in their community. So I've got a number of tactics. The first one is that you've got to produce content. So that's the biggest component of becoming a micro-influencer. You have to produce content. You have to be consistent with, consistently produce it, and it has to be valuable. You cannot sell all day. Matt and I, we've been selling, I guess, to a degree because we're, we're trying to be make sure, and everybody knows that if they want to solve the things that we talked about, that we may be an option, but we're not blatantly selling all day long right through our podcast. We're trying to educate you guys as much as possible. But, you know, we have a business too. So that's really that's really important. The second one is content multiplication. So when you create content, it's not just one piece of content. It's actually potentially 10 or 20 pieces of content. So what I mean by that is you need to break the, the content you create into snippets. So that could be, a, could be a quote and then put it on a picture called a quote meme. It could be a, uh, an audio clip, a video clip, or, you know, things like that, or a or just a, you know, a, a, a chapter, but a uh, paragraph from your, your blog post. It could be things like that. So create those snippets. When you, when you grab those snippets, whenever you're grabbing them, that's the time to create the social message because you're deep into the content. So create the social message. And guess what? Now you got, you know, 15, 10, 10 to 20 pieces of content per original content, right, that you can push up to social media. And where do advisors struggle most with social media? They don't have any content to share. So if you create one piece of content, let's say you do a 20-minute podcast, for instance, that can easily become 10 to 15 pieces of snippets of micro-content that you can share. But the social messages, boom, you get two weeks of content right there. Make sense? So when you sh- uh, so social sharing, you need to share, I'd say, on a daily basis. And you need to tag people when you share when you can. So you bring out and in, in, involve other people in the conversation, whether it's a center of influence or somebody who would appreciate what you're doing when you can and make sure that there's continuity and then make sure you have a call to action when you can to, you know, mostly what you want the call to action is to engage in whatever that piece of content is. So if you're, if you did a podcast and you have a video, an audio clip of it, make sure you teach them how they can go back to get to the real full episode. Make sense? So you want to share uh, on a regular basis. And you want to make sure that your social profiles are set up, enhanced, all that kind of stuff too. The last one is network expansion. So you want to grow your audience. Do not get caught in the download game. How many downloads do I have game? If you have, I'll tell you right now, there's people 
that we work with that might get 30 to 50 downloads and have more engagement from that than people who are trying to get hundreds of downloads, right? Or if you know people who do thousands, like there's famous podcasters who get thousands and thousands of downloads. But a lot of those people aren't qualified because they've gone to mass market. So don't be freaked out about numbers. Don't get fixated. You want it to be growing. That's the most important part. So don't, so think about that. So network expansion is huge. The best thing that you can do is talk about your podcast or your blog or your audio cast or your video cast, whatever you can do, talk about the stuff that you're doing with everybody, you know, that's the best way to get people engaged is you talking about it. If you're excited about it, that makes them feel like they should be. If it's a secret that you never share with them, they're going to think you don't care about it, right? Or it's not for them. It's absolutely for your clients. It's absolutely for your centers of influence. It's for, you know, get your staff engaged. Your staff should be listening to them, all things like that. Another network expansion tactic is to bring guests on and have them share with their network. And you can create snippets and then they can share the snippets so you can make their world much easier. Next one is to pay for an audience. So pay for somebody to add new connections or have somebody in your office or, you know, to have more LinkedIn connections or Facebook, you know, figure out how to grow your audience with ideal people, right? Next one is have better SEO. Next one would be to run ads. You can run digital ads or you can even do a mail out. We've never done it before, but I'd like to do it, which is to send a postcard out to advisors and say, here's our podcast. Mm -hmm. Like, why not do something really different? Who has ever sent a pop postcard out in your neighborhood and said, listen to my podcast? Probably never been done. You would absolutely stand out. Uh, next one is to leverage other influencers or media platforms. So us, for instance, we, we've gone to large financial media portals and have relationships with them. And from time to time, or frequently, in some cases, they share our stuff. Mm-hmm. So we get all kinds of exposure by going where our audience is hanging out and creating relationships with them. We don't get paid for giving them our content. We just get exposure. But that's a great thing for us. The next thing is to email your, your list, email to your list. So create a newsletter once a month, I think is perfect. So create a newsletter that says, here's, you know, here's the two podcasts we did this month. Here's some other stuff going on. And make sure that people get that via email too. You know what? If, if only you know 20% of your email list open that email, but that's 20% that didn't know you're doing a podcast or didn't get to it before. That's a wonderful thing. Yeah. So make sure you're doing all those things. So those are some micro-influencer. You can see how these micro-influencer tactics all work together, yeah. right? Yeah. Because you create one piece of content, create into multiple pieces, which makes it really easy to do social media. And then you bring a whole bunch, you try to add more people to social media so that, that they get to see all the stuff you're doing. Those things all complement each other, those four things. Well, and I want to just add one other quick thing to the network expansion, or, or when you said talk about your podcast to everyone, One of the great things that happens is like you're in a client meeting, which most of you are every week and you sit down and you hear a a question from a client and you can look at the client and say, you know what? That is a magnificent question. I'm going to do a podcast on this. Did you know that I podcast and answer questions like this so that you can share it with friends and family? That's super easy to do everybody. Or when they are asking a question about something, uh, you know, that you have podcasted on previously, make sure you bring that up. Same thing when you're out and about. People will ask all the time. I just did a, Kirk, I just did a podcast with one of our 
our super favorite clients, he refers people to his podcast when they ask him about stocks and bonds and mutual funds and ETFs and indexes and all of that sort of stuff because he's like, I've already talked about this a hundred times. And if I can get them to to download the podcast, then I just, again, I'm expanding my network. All right, closing yeah. thoughts. Super, super, super favorite client for us means pretty much everybody, by the <laughs> way. We do that all the time. Everybody yeah. at, at some point is just, yeah. Anyway. So so summarize micro-influencer on day one of the 12 days of marketing. So micro-influencer is a company or advisor professional who owns a specific expertise with a specific audience in a specific region. If, if you can't get on board with that, then you need to find somebody in your office that can take over marketing. Hmm. Build relationships, deepen credibility, become top of mind, expand your ideal audience, inspire referrals. Um, you know, have better efficiencies with cost, time, and results, right? Um, create content, multiply that content, share that content socially, and then expand your network. Magnificent. All right. If you have not subscribed to this podcast, you are going to want to because we've got uh, 11 more of these with the 12 Days of Marketing coming out here very, very, very soon. And of course, Kirk and I try to do our best to interview really amazing people who are doing great things for financial services. If you know anybody who you think would be a great guest on the podcast, all you have to do is email me at matt at topadvisorm and that M is for marketing.com. I'll be more than happy to go ahead and give them a quick chat. And of course, if you truly want to be a micro-influencer, just go ahead and go to our website and we'll make sure that uh, you can find out some good information on how you can implement these tactics either yourself or with us. So for Kirk Lowe and everybody at Top Advisor Marketing, we'll see you on the other side of the mic very soon. Brought to you by Top Advisor Marketing, a done-for-you podcasting solution built just for trusted advisors. <laughs> this was brought to you by iris.xyz a platform helping financial professionals become better in business and life through new media and new voices. Visit them and learn more at iris.xyz.